Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Matt and I are finally back together. Uh, This is Jim Norton. Tyron Woodley calls in. Of course, Darren Till calls in promoting their welterweight championship fight this Saturday, UFC 228. And Matt and I cover Matt's health woes and Lou fucks up. Shaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he hurt him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now... Your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Serra. Finally, we're back. Two-thirds of the crew are back together. Chris is away. He's in Hawaii gallivanting. Him and his soundboard are in Hawaii. Yes, we have no soundboard. Um, Here's what we have to say to Chris. But... Do another one for you, Lou. I'm only kidding. Lou, Lou's awesome. Yeah, Lou's trying. It's to, not uh, Lou's fault to pick up the pieces. That that's exactly right. To pick up the the human wreckage that Chris has left behind. Yeah, yeah. Now Chris figures that the show's not going to change at all when he brings our our sound effects with him. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that he's not here. We already just start attacking him. Not we. <laughs> you attack him, and I come um, up behind you and support it. I hold him down, and you hit him with the fucking bars of soap in a uh, pillowcase. I sure do. I Remember, fat boy, it's just a bad dream. <laughs> so we have today. We're uh, promoting UFC 228 from Dallas. We have Tyron Woodley calling in shortly. We have Darren Till calling in first, the challenger. Um, and I understand a lot has happened. I have not been here for two episodes. Wow. I normally don't miss two in a row. But you know how life is. So, Matt, let's. I would love oh, to start with you if there's time. What wow. time is it now? We have, well, we have four minutes before. I think we have time. Darren is supposed to call in. Oh, I wow. did not hear your last episode. Are you okay? My last episode, I might have been a little wacky, to be honest with you. I had to miss one episode, which I was supposed to be here with my buddy Jamie English, and that was last Tuesday. What'd they do? They just didn't have an episode. Oh, it's horrible. Wow. I feel bad for the unfiltered army. I would. I don't have a sound soundboard. I'd press something. Don't even fuck with it, Lou. Don't even. Yeah, come <laughs> it, on. Lou. It just that ship has sailed. But listen, I first of all, how do I look? <clears throat> thinner. Thank you. You do look thinner. I know, but it's not nice not, not enough thinner. where my head looks too big. Well, uh, what, what the fuck, Jimmy? It looks like a solid head. No, no. I got to listen. I got. I know. I got a head. I, I, do I look proportioned? Yeah. I'm 200 pounds now. I lost a little bit, okay. which is actually people are like that's pathetic. Nah, I usually that's why I walked around when I was fighting. I'd be yeah. up to 200. But uh, yeah, Jamie, I feel like I had a cleanse. Let, let me just do a little recap. And again, the last episode when I was here with Everlast and um, and Phoenix, I might have been a little wacky because I had very little sleep. I spent the hospital. I had to go to the ER with stomach pains. Oh boy! And blood in my stool. Really? 
don't don't take the liberties, Lou. I love you, but just don't fucking. Does he fuck? I love him. No, he's okay. He thinks I'm picking on him, but he knows I got ADD. But I was not bad. <clears throat> so what happened? You had I, one in your stool in the same moment. I it like was bad. Lou, I had issues. I Lou, I fucking Jim. Jimmy, I had issues. Were you shitting a lot? I was shitting like I had. I had, the, I had the pain like I had to go to the bathroom every like half an hour. I went to visit my sister upstate on a Thursday. Wow! And we stayed overnight and all night in the hotel. I was just having issues. Were you vomiting too or no? No, not vomiting, but I had some stomach issues where okay. I felt like I had to go to the bathroom and I, I feel like there was someone had to come out, wasn't coming out. It was that kind of stuff. Just a terrible, stomach, a terrible, terrible, terrible situation. Sure. So anyway, by Sunday night. When I came home, I'm like, yo, this is too much. Oh, you st- Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you kind of sat with that. Oh uh, yeah, well, it went away a little during Saturday. I was I was watching Marab and Aljo spar, and and I was over at Longo's, Laura MMA, and I was hanging out, and but then it got worse. That night was bad, and then the next day was pretty bad. Was and there blood it, every day? It was. It wasn't like like a total blood, but it was some, and it was. But it was just the pain of like, what's going on in my stomach? So, uh, you know, I ended up going to the ER. They they. Just put me on IV bags of of just fluids and then antibiotics and this and that to attack my stomach. I ended up having to do a so that was Sunday night. Monday I had to drink that solution that clears you out for a colonoscopy, mm-hmm. and then I had to do a colonoscopy on uh, on Tuesday. So I just literally so I went I, home. I, I Tuesday I went home. So I was there for a couple of days. Just doing nothing but getting cleansed. I had just nothing but chicken broth and and everything got cleaned out. I feel I feel amazing. Right How does now. your stomach feel? My stomach feels great right now, but I haven't eaten anything. I, I can't do it. I went like even like today. You saw me come in with yeah. like, different stuff. I I went to Whole Foods after when I got out of that thing. I went. We hit me and my wife. There's some delicious stuff. Not to sound like a freaking now some. Half of the, the plant based hippie. Well, Matt shirt says but, meat is murder. <laughs> I like a good steak. But I'm just, you know what's weird though, Jimmy? Is when everything got done, I don't know, he doesn't know if it was just a bacteria that was inside me that I ate something, or whatever, or that it might be like an ongoing colitis. Is it diverticulitis thing. or no? It's like colitis. No, it was more oh, of colitis, okay. oh. you know? But when you think colitis, you're thinking somebody like shitting himself. I think of colitis. I think of Sopranos with Christopher going, his girlfriend had yeah. it because she was all stressed from, oh, my stinky, there she is, my stinky Valentine. Yeah. <laughs> this is fucking great. I don't know why I remember that. My stinky Valentine. My stinky Valentine. But uh, I don't have like any problem. Like I'm not shitting myself. I'm not, I don't have, now I feel great. My insides, my insides were all inflamed, Jimmy. And after feeling like that, you don't want to feel that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like I just wanna but you know what's weird? The doctor who I'm I'm set to meet, like I gotta meet him again in a in a month, you know, he wasn't st- oh, look, is there anything I shouldn't be eating and and this and that? And the guy didn't stress anything. He's like, ah <laughs> What is colitis? What like, causes colitis, you know? I don't really know. I think like you could have like uh like like stuff that you're eating is disagreeing with your insides and you inflaming your intestines type of thing. And you know what I mean? So it's like my insides were inflamed. It's like my stomach had a heartbeat. Could it be the pizza you were eating? Like the fact the sauce maybe giving you a hard it time? It might have been some of that. And, you know, I really am not happy about that. I know. But, you know, you I like did, since then I had a gluten-free pizza. I slice. I, you know, I can't fucking, you can't take it all away from me totally. I might stay away from the, uh, <laughs> the fucking, the gas station pizza that I've eaten before. Oh, and gosh. fucking, I, well, what am I, Jimmy? I'm the only human. I know. Fucking You're hungry. I'm an animal, actually. But. I, this, I look at everything, mostly everything, you know, as like 
just glasses half full. Like even when I was in there, and first of all, and I said this the other day, these motherfuckers, these people that are, are, are the, the, basically the receptionists that are getting you into the emergency yes. rooms. This is the second time this shit happened to me. Uh, the first time when are I had the helpful? blood clots, no, they're fucking idiots. They they shouldn't be opening their mouths. The first time the guys like, oh, you're gonna be on blood thinners definitely the rest of your life. When I had those blood clots, I said, oh, we got something. The fuck's going on over there, Jimmy? What's he doing? Talking. <laughs> what would you do? You heard Lou talking? Yeah. All right, well, Lou, this is this is starting to fit us and Lou. Sorry. You know, I blame Chris the producer for everything. What, what do we got, Lou? Darren, Darren Till's ready. Okay. Did you? Did they call us? Yes. Is, oh, they. Okay. I was wondering. I was like, let us know you're calling Darren Till. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, he, well, we'll get back to my ass later. I, I, I remember where we were. Is this Darren on the phone? <laughs> Hello. Oh. Hi. We have. Uh, we have Darren. Hello. You okay. Hello. Hello. Can you hear us? Hello, yeah, Adam. I'm here. Is this Darren? Yeah, this is Darren. Oh, okay. Did we wake you up, or or did somebody wake you up to call us? Oh uh, no, I'm just lying down, chilling like a villain. <laughs> he's oh, just okay. chilling. He's just chilling. Okay. Hey, Darren, are you always so relaxed before your fights? Sorry. You're on UFC Unfiltered, by the way. Uh, I'm Matt Serra, and we got Jimmy Norton here with us. He, well, he's my co-host. <laughs> How are you, buddy? I'm good, mate. <laughs> so you're in <laughs> Vegas, right? Go ahead, buddies. Oh, I'm in Texas. Oh, that's right. It's in Dallas. I was thinking that you were training at the Performance Institute. Uh, how, how did you like uh, working there? I went through there yeah. once. It was pretty amazing. It's, a, it's like a futuristic facility. Yes. Unbelievable! As I said, um, uh, you know, to everyone who knew I was going, you know, I was going for the more the recovery side. I wanted to take full advantage, and I definitely did. You know, I got I got done with my workouts, and every day, you know, go down to the, the recovery room, and it was great. You know, just having a massage, on, you know, every day and, and recovery. So it definitely benefited me and my body. I saw a video, too, of you and Mike Perry. Did you guys ever wind up sparring together? There was a weird mix-up where you thought he wanted to go to the spa. Yeah, we uh, we ended up sparring. I actually thought he wanted to just go and chill and, 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 and like, chill out. But he wanted to take blood from me. So, you know, I'm not one man to turn any, any other man down if he wants to fight with me. So, of course, I said, yeah. You don't feel weird about that sparring with people that one day you might end up fighting. No, it's I I don't care about all that stuff. It's, when when you're confident in yourself like I am, you know, when you spar and fighting, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't, you know. A lot of these guys say, "Yeah, I've got a spy in the camp." Well, aren't you mentally fucking weak if you need to spy on someone else's camp? Yeah. Or you know, they say like. You know, they just say, yeah, one time we trained together and then took him down. Well, aren't you fucking great for taking him down? But if that's not the fight, sorry. So I don't look into them things. I just, I, you know, I just like fighting. And in that octagon, anything can happen. And, you know, when you truly believe in your skill set, you know, you will always, you know, you know, you know, always call from top. And that's, that's just what I believe. So, you know, Mike Perry, you know, knows how I spar. That doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean that he's he's got an advantage over Till when we fight or you know whatever. So if a guy calls me off a spar, if Woodley wants to spar with me tonight, he can fucking get some spar. <laughs> <tonight. laughs> <laughs> 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 
that's just that's just how I am. Other people might be different, and I can understand why. But I'm I'm I'm, I'm just I'm me. I'm that until I'm totally different. And sparring once, you know, if you're a training partner, you know, like Kane and Cormier would be a very interesting fight because of the way they train you. But you know, you spar with somebody once or twice, it doesn't mean that you figured out their fight style and that they know you and you know them intimately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. If Kane and Cormier were to fight, they know what each other's weaknesses are. They know if one gets tired. They know what you know what makes the other guy tick and what doesn't. So there's definitely a certain level of advantage there. But as I said, you know, going into that outcome. You can have all these people, all these experts, analysts, you know, predicting, but, you know, the outcome's going to be decided with the two men. And in that octagon with them small gloves and, and, and MMA, it's just anything can really happen. And, and, you know, it's just not like boxing where, you know, you can't you can really predict a winner, you know. MMA is just totally different. Well, you, you've rifted pretty fast through the welterweight ranks. Um, are you surprised you got a title shot so quickly? Yes, I am. I'm surprised that I came now because you know I was looking forward to the to the Colby title fight. You know, but Colby lost his balls, and and then I was <laughs> to step in. So that, that's that's what happened. <laughs> do you, now, do you know when Colby is going to be ready? Because he was the interim champion, and then they said, "Well, Tyron's coming back," and he had some elective surgery for his breathing. Do you know when he would have been ready, or no? No, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, this is this is your first. Now, it probably doesn't mean much to you, but it's your first fight in the U.S. Does does that have any significance for you that it's for the welterweight championship? No, you already know the answer to this question, my man. You know that I don't give a fuck when I fight. Who I fight? Fuck ever, fuck ever. I fight. That's what I say. <laughs> Well, a, a guy like Tyron, uh, you know, he, he's fought taller guys before, and he seems to have a, a way of closing the distance at one point. Like, uh, are you concerned with that at all? A guy who's as dangerous on the ground as he is, and a guy who can stay up for four rounds, and then when it looks like you know, there's a minute left in the fourth round, he closes the distance um, and, and is very, very dangerous, even that late. Yeah, Tyron Woodley is a great fighter. He's an intelligent fighter. He knows how to win fights. He knows how to stop fights. He's got the power. He's got... It's got a lot of attributes. My name ain't Carlos Condit. My name ain't Robbie Lola. I'm Darren Till and I'm a different animal. And I know that. And I know that to be true. So I know I know deep down Tyron knows as well I'm a different fighter. That's why he keeps saying, you know, he's he's had to find the old Tyron. You know, he's he's found a, a new bit of motivation for this fight. So he wouldn't be saying them things if he wasn't taking me seriously. So you know, you can guarantee to yourself that Tyron's taking me 100% serious because he knows I'm coming to take that for him oh, 100%. I mean, I, I, I don't think Tyron would take anybody lightly. But there's this myth that you're so much bigger than him. Uh, I, I, I think you got three inches in height, but you guys, are the, you know, uh, the same reach at 74 and the same leg reach. I don't, I don't know why everybody is saying that you're so much bigger than Tyron. Yeah, Tyron's a big dude, man. He's fucking, he's not small. It's just, we all have different body types, and you know my body type just looks looks a hell of a lot bigger than his, and that's what it comes down to. But you know, if you look at the proper at- attributes, like you know his ha- his arms are much thicker than mine, his his chest chest is much wider. So you know, when you really look at them attributes, you know he is a big dude. Yeah, he is. Um, and you, I, I don't know if we've talked to you before about this. I'm not sure. But in 2012, you got stabbed at a party in Liverpool. Was that a fight that you were in, or was that something that uh, somebody just did because, you know, they thought you were somebody else? What happened with that? 
I was my friends were fighting, and you know, obviously I was defending my friends, and 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 things got out of hand, and you know I was the one getting stabbed. So you know you live and you learn, and 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 you mature with all these you know these negative and positive things in your life, and and that was definitely a negative thing in my life, and I matured from it, I grew from it, and you know hopefully I became a better person from it. Darren, some guys, some fighters, they go in there and they feel out their opponent during the fight and they're kind of in the moment. And other guys have a strict strategy and game plan. You're going from fighting Wonder Boy to fighting uh, Tyron, the champ, with totally different styles, different dangers. How much does the strategy and game plan come into play? No, on the night, I'll work hard. I'll step inside that cage. I'll feel what I feel, and I'll decide here and then whether, you know, to put the pressure on early, go for it early, hand back, try and feel them out. You know, that's that's just how I fight. I, I get in there and I feel it myself. You know, there's not enough I can feel right now. You know, I'm in my room. You know, I can I can think of a million different scenarios, but it's only going to play out one way on the night. And you know, I'm just going to see how I feel and how he feels, you know, what type of energy he's brought. And, you know, there's one thing I know, I'm, I'm going to beat him. I know that. I like it. You've seen that. You've envisioned that. You envisioned that win. No, no, I don't I don't have to. That stuff doesn't work for me. I just know. I don't have to sit here and think of the knockout, vision the knockout. I just know. After you uh, you had that incident in Liverpool, your, your your coach kind of advised you to move down to Brazil to avoid distraction, and you stayed for three and a half years. How long did you plan on staying for when you went down there? <laughs> fucking six months, mate. <laughs> Ended up staying a fucking lifetime. <laughs> That's awesome. What part of Brazil? It was the south, so it was just a little bit more south of São Paulo, a very nice place, you know, beach beach life so it was it was good it was a good life it was good it was good there i really enjoyed my time in brazil did you go to did you go to rio at all did you learn any portuguese yes i went to rio uh, I, you know I, i'm fluent in portuguese so that's, that's one thing i can say at least i'm not stupid in language so you know i can speak a different language which is good did you uh did you go to help that club um the, the club uh on uh copacabana boulevard i think it was called is it still there? No, I've never been out in Rio. Uh, I only went to Rio twice. Yeah. Well, that, oh, no, I've never been out in Rio. J- Jimmy's talking about a club help that every w- girl in there is a, a whore. I didn't know that when Literally I went in there. I just thought I was doing great. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy's thinking he's John Travolta walking to through that. To a whore guy. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. You feel, you, feel like a, you feel like just a stud walking through there because all the girls are throwing themselves at you. You're like, what is this? Uh, from, what, from what I heard, that's Darren. That's a good place to go. <laughs> Did the women keep you there at all? Because the Brazilian women are so incredible. And you're there for six months, and I'm sure you're loving the training and the people. But did you meet some Brazilian women and go, like, this is just a, a great place to be? Or, or, or did that not motivate you at all? Uh, no, no, not really. I didn't, I don't, I didn't really. I can't really say too much. I've got my girlfriend in this room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jimmy, don't get him in trouble. killing me. Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so of course you did nothing down there but train. We, un- we understand uh, completely. No. Yeah, you understand. <laughs> yeah, oh, I do. Please, I know. But I'm, I'm stupid. I say that stuff in front of a woman I'm dating, and then I wonder why. It's I'm, no problem. 
I'm, I'm the same. I say stupid things as well. <laughs> and then you have to tell them, like, no, I'm just promoting the fight. Like, yeah. No, I understand. You know, I, 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 yeah, yeah. Open my mouth a lot. I think, by the way, the way you talk and the fact that you're very, you're a very good talker and the fact that you are okay calling people out, I think that's one of the reasons that they've pushed you through, uh, besides the fact that you're, you're fighting so well, is that your people want to watch you fight. And look, the guys that make the most noise, it, it seems like, get the shots. Yeah, it's just like people are just interested and intrigued by me, you know, the way I speak, my accent, the way I carry myself, my energy, you know, what I say. You know, they know that no bullshit comes with me. You know, a lot of guys out there, it's all scripted and, and a lot of bullshit, a lot of fake. With me, it's just it's just real. It's just, you know, I say what I mean and I mean what I say. So, you know, that's what you get with me. And, and the UFC like it and, and fans definitely like it. I hope they do anyway. And is that a natural thing for you? Because a guy like, you know, we mentioned Colby. It seems like it became something that he said he's doing to kind of promote and to kind of help boost his image a little bit or, or just kind of get his name out there more. Has that come naturally for you or were you a quieter guy early on? No, it's just come naturally. You know, I, I don't care what I say. I'm, I'm not afraid to to speak my mind. You know, I'm, I'm not big on confrontation, but if it comes to it, you know, I'm the first person to fucking throw down on anyone. And, you know, if someone's saying fuck you, I'm definitely saying fuck you back. So it's just it's just natural with me, definitely natural. Yeah, I'm, 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 it depends on who they are. I'm either saying it or I'm thinking it, depending on the size of the person <laughs> saying it to me. We're a little different. Um, now, you grew up in Liverpool. What kind of a place <laughs> is Liverpool? Is there a lot of fighting in the street when you grew up, or is, that, is it more of a suburban area? You know, it's a lot of fighting. You know, it's just, it's like, a, you know, it's a hard way from city. Tough people, gritty people. Uh, and, and, and it creates, you know, Tough mentalities. That's that's how I can describe it. The two best. Isn't that where the Beatles are from? They're from Liverpool. Like, the, wasn't it the myth was that the Rolling Stones yeah. were these tough guys and the Beatles were these rich kids? But it was actually just the reverse, right? The the Beatles kind of grew up in a tough area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it was. It was the Beatles. I don't. I don't know where the, the Rolling Stones grew up, but the Beatles grew up. You know, not they weren't rich boys or anything. No, they weren't. They were actually, what were they called? The Teddy Boys? Is that still a thing, or am I just a fucking old man? It's a fucking year old man with the Teddy Boys. <laughs> You're just an old man. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I heard that. Blue. Teddy Boys. You don't know what that is, right? <laughs> I've never heard that. No, right. I've never heard it. All right, well, I'm a dickhead. I'm sure you've heard of that. That's what I am. <laughs> All right, look at man. <laughs> Good luck. I mean, we, I, we're both fans of your fighting. Yeah, uh, you're exciting. 17-0-1. Um, you know, and we have, by the way, we have Tyron coming on shortly. Is there any message you would like us or anything you would like us to say? Jimmy likes to stir some shit. No, or just it could be good luck, Tyron. <laughs> it doesn't have to be. Good luck, champ. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Darren, man. Thanks for hanging out with us, buddy. All right, buddy. yeah, good luck, Thank buddy. You. All right, good talking to you. Appreciate it. All right, bye. No problem. Take have care, a good time. All right, bye, bye. bye You know, UFC bantamweight champion TJ Dillashaw, he loves the fight. He loves the strategy. You know what else he loves? I know what he loves. What, Matt? Toyo tires. Of course, because exactly like Dillashaw, Toyo tires, they're as tough as they come. Yes. That's why they are the official tire of the UFC. There's a lot to love about Toyo tires. Aggressive design. Yes. Proven on and off-road capabilities. Yes. Tires for any weather. What do you want? Only a tire that's good for the sunshine? Then what happens if it snows? You want no. it in a ditch? <laughs> and they got the toughness to back it all up. There's a confidence that comes with tough tires. So no matter what you're driving, no matter where you're driving, you can count on Toyo tires. Look, tough people love tough tires. If you're tough, these are the tires for you. 
Toyo Tires. Look, the next time you need tires, just ask for Toyo. There's a reason that they are the official tire of the UFC. You don't believe us, you want to learn more, go to toyotires.com backslash UFC. That's Toyo, T-O-Y-O, toyotires.com backslash UFC. Oh, that's great. What up, everybody? This is CJ McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. And here's a little taste of what we talked about on this week's pull-up podcast. Very special mini post-game seven episode of pull-up. An epic game seven in Denver. 37 points back-to-back essentially close-out buckets. Why were you so successful last night? I think it just really came down to my demeanor and mindset. Empty the clip, leave nothing out there. I wanted to say I did everything in my power and I left all my bullets out there on the court and didn't bring anything home. How do you shift to a completely new animal, an absolute monster in the Warriors? In the playoffs, it just comes down to X's and O's and execution more so than anything else. The Warriors aren't going to run a lot of plays. They're going to run a lot of misdirection out of timeouts and late clock situations. But most of it's going to be mid-pick and roll. It's going to be pin downs and flares and things of that nature for Clay and Steph in a lot of transition. So you have to guard the three-point line, get back in transition, and make it as difficult as possible on them. Don't forget to... Subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. After a stressful game, it's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price for savings of up to 700 bucks. Plus, take home a free adjustable base up to a $699 value. That's $699 for a free You'll only find these deals during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. So don't miss your chance to start sleeping like a pro. Shop now at mattressfirm.com slash sale. There's nothing worse than being uncomfortable in bed. It's, it's horrible. You're not rested the next day. You suck at work. Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale is offering the best bed deal of the year. Save up to $700 when you get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price plus... Take home a free adjustable base that's up to a $699 value, free. Visit mattressfirm.com slash sale for more details. All right, hey, look, by the way, in the 1950s, a young man of subculture characterized by a style of dress based on Edwardian fashion and a liking for rock and roll music. And who is there a picture of? Who? It looks like, not the Beatles. Oh. I don't oh. know. Oh. Maybe oh. there was nobody. Oh, a teddy boy is a British subculture thing. Yeah, never so. heard of it and never want to hear it again. Why? I like Darren Till. And I, I do like too. His, you know what I like about this fight? Both these dudes are so, so confident. Tyron, do you think he's got too much on his plate? Tyron on his plate? What do you mean? No. I, don't, I mean, I, I don't what, think so. What, I think he's having too much for fucking dinner? No, Jimmy. No, no, but what do you mean? I mean, he's, he's, he's doing, I've I, I seen a thing where he's doing all these things. Isn't he doing like, uh, like acting and oh, all these other things? Oh, you know like, what? You know what I mean? Like, you're listen, right. Listen, we got to remember what happened Floyd to the Mayweather. Great... Listen, what? You know, he's going to train Mayweather. Yeah, I mean, a lot of shit. I want to see how busy he's been. And, you know, Darren, Darren's thinking, Darren Till's thinking about one thing. Jimmy. Getting the championship. Tyrone Woodley. Tyrone Woodley, I mean, you know, I'm sure he's thinking about Darren Till, but is he? Is, yeah. I want to ask him how much is on t- his plate, and I I'm setting see- myself up for a fat joke. No, I don't see Tyrone taking it lightly. You know, I, I really don't. Um, even though he did give me the hi-hat last time I saw him, not too he, thrilled oh, to see Jim Norton. Oh, we have to bring that up. He won't remember. I'm going to bring it He'll up. He'll say, who? I didn't recognize you. Is that the, did you start the clock at the right time? 
100 percent he didn't. I knew he did. A hundred percent. How long? Lou, how long have we been talking? Lou, I don't blame Chris the producer for that. No, I know. Because now we got. How the, long did it take you to start the clock? Uh, it took me. Oh, let's see. Around oh, about nine minutes. So we're at twenty three minutes. I thought right so. Okay, yeah, we were talking to Darren. It said four yeah. minutes. I'm oh, like, that's wrong. Yeah, it was my fault. It totally my fault. Up. Yeah, well, we know we're not blaming ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? For once, we're not blaming Chris the producer. Who's taking responsibility? Um. So yeah, I don't think he has too much on his plate. To be really honest with you, uh. So Jimmy, there I was. I don't see Tyron. Oh, you know what? I actually, you know what? I would. You're right, man. Where was I, Jimmy? You were. We're gonna get you back said to you had, uh, You said they didn't know what it was, All but right. you're home. You felt better. Yes. You had a nice cleanse, and it yes. might have been a bacterial infection. You're gonna be checked or for colitis. You can eat what you want. Yes. I don't like that he said I could eat anything. I'm not eating. That's anything. a good sign. Yeah, but what does that mean? My insides were just inflamed. I could eat whatever I want. You might have been eating uh, too many uh, nuts, or you may have been eating something that just uh, it irritated but you, or it might have been it, a bug. No one irritated me that the doctor did not tell me. Oh, I was telling you about those people that check you in. Uh, so this big, this big fat Portuguese guy is going. All right, he's like, that sounds like colitis. And if that's if that's the case, he goes, your life's... And this guy checking me into the ER. He's like, your life's going to about to change drastically. Oh, that's good. Really? Fuck Thank you, asshole. you fat fuck. Uh, why don't I wait for a doctor? Yeah, exactly. There you go. Fuck him. There you go. Uh, it annoyed me because, you know what? How about if it changes? If anything, it changes for the better, fatso. Don't get me fucking... What, you all depressed with yourself? You trying to get me depressed because I have a tummy ache? Yeah, don't blow out my candle to make yours shine brighter. Uh, yeah, what? <laughs> the hell is, uh, I'm going to use that. You should. I've used it many times. But Jimmy, Nothing dries a vagina up faster. Yeah, I begged it. So listen, Jimmy. I'm looking at colitis as you talk. I, I don't, so I mean, I'm going to be okay. I feel good. I've been eating good. I, feel, I do feel like I lost weight. I, I feel like I had a cleanse. I've been putting, because I felt like there's, I've been eating acai a lot. Fucking, I love that shit. Uh, anyway, but uh, I've, been, I've been eating really good. You know what, Matt? Here's what triggers colitis. Now, you don't drink a lot of alcohol. You have no. a little caffeine in your well, soda. caffeine I drink. Carbonated uh, drinks, which is your soda. Dairy products, if you're lactose intolerant. You do eat the pizza. Dried beans, peas, and legumes. The fuck eats that shit? Dried <laughs> fruits? Uh, no. Really? no. Foods that have sulfur or sulfate or high in fiber. Now, is that pizza at all? I don't know. No, the way I guess I could eat anything. Okay. I don't know. But listen, I'm not eating that stuff. I've been staying away from like I'm listen, I'm not being that total gluten free guy, but I know like sometimes that stuff could inflame your insides. So I've been st- st- you almost spilt your coffee. No, I didn't. You might. You did, Jimmy. That's okay. You know what's not good about that? We talked about this before we were on air. We don't have lids. No. This place doesn't have lids. I feel fat, by the way. Look at my stomach. I ate like a pig. Did you? Yes. You don't look fat, Jimmy. Oh, come on. So Jimmy, I mean Listen, I went through some shit, man. So when I got literally. back here, literally. So after, like, when I got out of the hospital, I had to come in here the next day. I got out Tuesday. I got out that, that was it, Tuesday night or whatever it was. But I had to come back the next day here, and I was just, I think I might have been a little nutty. So let me ask you. People now, probably don't notice, though, because I'm normally nutty. You got a vegan cookie today. Yeah. So when you come out, do you say to yourself, like, I don't know if it's colitis, but this might have been a little warning shot, so I'm gonna. I want to do, do proactively eat a little better. I don't. You just don't want to feel that 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 inflammation again. Like I don't want to feel that again. That fuck. That was just awful. I wonder if you had food poisoning or fucking something like that. No, I don't know, Jimmy. My 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 digestion hasn't always been the best, as you know. Why would why would I think your digestion's I don't know. the best? I mean, it was, sometimes I'm in the bathroom a little bit. Are they solid logs? 
I don't. Come on, Jimmy. Are they? I mean, I just, all, all my all my female fans listen to the show. Well, they want to know about your and solid logs too. No, uh, no, I'm going good now. I'm going normal. Right, I'm going normal now. I just after you feel like everything is like cleansed from your body, it's like you don't want to put anything nasty back in. Does that make sense? Sure. I took a shit today. It looked like popcorn shrimp. It was delicious slash oh, awful. Right now, look at this. See this white? Look at this. See this? See Lou's busy. No, Lou's busy covering his face laughing. <laughs> I need my soundboard. Why? You want to be booing my logs? Little popcorn shrimp. Ready? I'm going to say a word. Lou, get ready to hit that again. Ready? Chris, the producer. Yes. Yes. I hope you fucking fall off your boogie board out there in Hawaii, motherfucker. That's right. I hope you fucking go. I hope you step in lava. Yeah. I hope you step. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I hope that's where he's. I hope right now his hotel is being surrounded by lava. Yes. That's where he is. He booked yes. a cheap vacation. Yes. All right. Couldn't get to it. Ah, oh, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. What do we got? We got. Are we going to talk about? We have to give some props. Do me a favor. Could you get up that? Uh, I want to talk about our buddy Mickey Gal. Gal oh boy, Mickey looked good. Mickey did good. Mickey was working on his stand up a lot with Joe Schilling. Uh. Through a few things, and next thing you know, he takes the guy down and does what he does best and just strangled him. Yeah, he looked good. George, was, George Sullivan, was, he looked so yeah, man. good. And George Sullivan seemed game, man, he, and was extremely upset when, it, when he got taken out, which is normal, but... Yeah, of course. It's just a laces out moment for him. He's just was beside himself and... Uh, What's that mean, laces out? Well, laces out, there's a movie called um, Ace Ventura where... Um, oh, it's okay. This one guy, the, the bad guy went crazy because... Uh, sure. He said that he mixed the, he missed the, the winning field goal in a Super Bowl or something, and the laces were supposed to be out. And I don't know. It's a reference that me and Lou gets. Okay, Lou's, saying, Lou's shaking his head yes. But you know, listen, I'm a pop culture guy, Jimmy. I'll say, <laughs> boy, Mickey looked so good. Uh, so congratulations! Yeah, I'm happy. To I'm Mickey. happy for Mickey. Yeah, and let's just go through this uh, really quick. What we missed on there? Let me see. Dun, 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 ba, ba, da, ba, ba. I want to say this. at the car. Da, 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 da. I do want to say this. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Jake Ellenberger knocked out in the. It was the first round, I think, uh, by Bob Rayner. That was a really tough, uh, really tough, uh, yeah, tough loss for him. I know. I don't know if that's. And then Bob Rayner the started talking about his. Uh, well, he, he retired. He did, okay. Yeah, he retired. He left his uh, and you know, and that was in his home state. You yeah. know, so but uh, he looked like he was content with his with it with sure how it went down. He accepted it. Yeah. And uh, Bob Arena, my wife was all happy because he was shouting out his kids and stuff. She's like, "Oh, I like. He's nice." You know, anytime somebody shouts out their kids, you know. Yeah, women like that. My youngest went to kindy. All my three now are in elementary, so it was rough this morning, Jimmy. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, what about uh, I? I got to be honest. I kind of thought Andre Feely beat Michael Johnson. Very close. Oh, wait fire. a minute. A hundred percent. You did. 100%. Okay, good. I thought that was a bad uh, call. What's Lou doing? I don't know. Uh, okay. All right. I'm confused. Lou, where are you going? It's okay, Lou. Uh, <laughs> the fuck. Yeah. Okay. It was a decision. I um, thought that. Uh, I I thought it was a no brainer. Although, I it was a, sorry, Matt. Seventy to forty total strikes, but he, he total ground control was. Uh, Feely. I'm saying the way he mixed it up, the better strikes. I'm saying I, I thought that was a no-brainer. I thought I thought Feely won. I thought Johnson was hanging in tough. It was kind of in the fight. But uh, then I, it, I don't know how you couldn't give that to Feely. I was, I was shocked. You know, then again, Matt, when you look at it like this, 65 significant strikes to 37 in favor of Johnson. 
I mean, control 318 to 136 was Feely. That's a difference, but it's not a huge difference. I mean, and uh, takedowns two to none. I don't, I don't really care about these stats. I, I when I watched that, I fight, watched it and felt the same way you did. When I watched the fight, I seen one guy imposing his will a lot more than the other guy. Yeah, and the other guy was trying and, and doing his best to hang in there. Agreed. And uh, you know, I thought Feely was all over him. I thought he mixed it up great. Yep. And uh, I don't know how they took that from him. I thought, I yeah, I thought, uh, I thought uh, we got Tyron. Ten minutes. Okay. Uh, and and I thought that uh, Go back to the card, brother. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. So I mean, Feely, you know, that, that's a shame because that that really does feel like, and he was very adamant about uh, about that thing being, you know, taken from him. He was right. Um, let's At least touch I base. Think he was. I, I got to be honest. I thought uh, that uh, it was a, it was a, a, a an early stoppage. Gaethje against Vic. I, I, oh, I'm kidding. That was a devastating, <laughs> devastating right it, it by It was. And listen, I know James Vic was... was he was know, out of it for a while. Well, he was uh, talking up the fight. Yeah. And he wanted to, you know... And he was... And, the, you know, there, there's a thing with that where the more you talk, the more you got to eat, you know? More more um, S you got to eat after that. Like, so... I mean, Justin Gaethje's just... I mean, how could you... I mean, the guy's so much fun. He's so much fun and... It's another he he basically he said a fun fight for him would be Tony Ferguson, and Ooh. I'm like, oh, when I just thought of that, I'm like, imagine that. Yeah, the hell's that gonna look like? If I guess for the ground, I, I I give an advantage to Ferguson. Yeah, but Gagey, how that guy's not getting what's what's happening to him on the floor? Like, what's happening? He's not getting taken down. No, no, and, I'm just saying if he does go, he's not getting held down. Yeah, no, I hear you. Uh, oh, man, I, that's he's just. I mean, how could you not? When that guy walks away from the game, and it's funny, when he first came over, I wasn't sold on him. I was a little thinking, like, all right, the way he covers up, the way he takes the shots, I'm like, these guys are going to pick their shots. These guys are at another level. But he's really, uh, really proven himself. Even the fights he lost, he was in. Yeah. And he's just a dangerous fight for anyone. And as a guy that, I mean, loves what he does. He loves to fight. He he lost two. He loses to Alvarez, and then he loses to Poirier. And then he comes back and he wins the first round knockout. Like that's a huge, huge win. Where's James Vick, who was yes. a monster? Because he was undefeated. Yeah. I think he was fifteen and zero before that, or sixteen and zero. Uh, yeah, fifteen and zero. He wins Michael Johnson. He's sixteen and zero. Um, and I'm probably forgetting a couple of fights because then he loses two in a row and then comes back and wins. And I'm always wondering what happens to a guy when they lose. Well, he came back and. Uh, but you saw he had the fun, right atti- he had the right attitude when he lost. Like you know, he'd be at those press conferences and. He's like, you know, why the long faces? Like, he's enjoying it. Yeah. So it's not like he took a loss. Like, oh, man. He knows that it, it, it could be a, a a toss up in there. So he just goes in there with his, with his foot on the gas. And it's very, very enjoyable. He is a fun guy to watch. I can't wait to see. Could you go? Let me see the rankings, Lou, if you don't mind. I want to see who do I think Gaethje fights next. I mean, it very, I mean, could be very well. Let's see. Wow. What about what about Gaethje versus Kevin Lee? Who's is Kevin Lee set up to fight somebody right now? Um Is he? I don't know. Kevin, what about Who's he calling out? Was he calling out Ferguson? Was Kevin Lee calling out Ferguson? He's always calling out somebody, but I like Kevin Lee. I would like Justin Gaethje against Ferguson or even Kevin Lee against Ferguson. What about Kevin Lee versus Eddie Alvarez? What about that? 
I would love that. Fight. I would like that too, man. Like an old versus the you know old school versus new school type shit. I like it, man. I like it. Yeah. I enjoy the UFC. And I bet you that they have a good arts. fighter in the wings just in case something happens to Khabib and he cannot fight. No. I guarantee you they have somebody really good waiting for it. Somebody should be in shape and be there to fight Connor just in case. Yeah. Lou, get back, get that fight back, that, that, uh, the card back up. Let's just give some more shout-outs because we still got to talk about the fights this weekend, which I will be at. And by the way, I'm not, I'm not saying that Connor couldn't drop out or have an injury last minute either. I'm just saying that for the money, the money fight is against, you know, Connor. I mean, Khabib yeah. is the champion, so they should be ready to fight him as well. Um, what the fuck? What, go, back to, go back to what you just yeah, said, so, buddy. So Tyron's, yeah. uh, you know, to, to 228. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. This is we're looking at different things. Lou is panicking. Lou's panicking. Okay. Uh, all right. So we said, we talked about Jake Ellenberger. Congrats on a great career. Yeah. Uh, Mar- Maraga had a hard time there. Did you see that fight? I did, yeah. I saw the whole card. With Fig. I like to call him Fig. What do you like to call him? Mr. Fig. How do you pronounce his last name? Uh, Figueredo. Figueredo. Ah, I was going to figure it out. Ah, boo. All right, listen. I wish I had my fucking soundboard. I don't. Yeah, don't fuck with it, Lou. Don't fuck with it. The ship has sailed. But listen to me. Uh, I thought he looked amazing. And there's a reason why he's undefeated, Figueredo. Yeah. Yeah, he did look great. Uh, he's 15-0 and 0 now. Um, he's a stud. He's a stud. I want to see what's next for him. He's, he's, uh, he's got some... Not that, that that division needs life, but he's a nice... Uh, it's nice to have him in the mix. Isn't it crazy that Demetrius dropped to number six? Is that in pound for pound? He's number six in pound for pound. DJ. I mean, geez, I know he lost to fucking Henry Zahudo, but from one to six in the best pound for pound fighters, maybe because he hasn't won in more than one division. They have uh, Cormier's number one as he should be, but they also have Connor above him, and I forget who else is above him. Um, oh. <laughs> Let's look at the ceiling. <laughs> Hi, Lou. He's have different windows open instead of instead of instead of zipping around like that. Have different windows open. It's not Lou's fault. It's Chris the producers. Chris the producers. No, we're looking for rankings. The uh, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, sorry. The the, the pound for pound. Sorry. Oh, there you. I apologize. You had it. My fault. Oh, TJ's number three. Max four. GSP over. Come on. Over. uh, Stop. I mean, I know he won in two weight classes. Cormier two. Connor two. Has TJ won in two or just one? Uh, no, just one. I mean, come on. From one to six, I think is a big drop off. Man, drop it like it's hot. Get, can you get that other thing back on so I could uh, give some props where they're due? Google. <laughs> we are looking at it. It's not your fault. It's just, Chris the producers. Just, we should just have all these windows open. It's yeah. Chris the producers. No, yeah, just different tabs open. I don't know what Lou is doing. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like when Jimmy attacks. Lou. I'm not even attacking though. Attack him! Attack him like a crazy. I don't know chihuahua. what he's doing. He's going backspace, like back arrow, back arrow. Hey, it's like you put endless tabs. I love it. I love that kind of shit. Can you go to the fighter rankings real quick? Uh, but Anders, hold on. I just wanted to display how easy that was. All right, can you zip back to fight night? Can you go back to the other one. Oh, oh no. thanks. All right, uh, and he lets the mouse go to the bottom of the screen. Fucking mess. You do it. <laughs> Let's talk about Eric Anders. You know, Lou's picking up the phone. Williams, Williams uh, was in there. He was oh. in that fight, like hanging in there, tough. He went to do the Gracie getup, but you, when you're doing that, 
with a miss when you're not in the same lead, the guys like Southpaw, you're leaving your face wide open. So you better just go back down to your ass. That was you know 2020. You know hindsight's 2020 sure. type of thing. Up, oh. we have the uh, the champ on the phone, Tyron. I am here. Hey, Tyron. How are you? You're talking to Matt and Jim. No good. What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Very good. Hey, hey, Tyron. I know you're not going to remember this, but it was in it was in Vegas. Oh, my good friend Jimmy Jimmy Norton. He went to say hi to you, and you gave him the old hi hat. It was very hurtful. Jimmy, why why do you be acting personal, man? You think I got something out for you, and I don't. You, but you got I nothing don't. for him. <laughs> You don't even gotta I help. everything for him. You don't give a shit about Jimmy. Do I, need to, Let's do be I need to come in personally and give you a hug, my man? He needs it. Not necessarily a hug. No, I, I don't need a, a hug. And I knew you were just walking right, by. Well, if, if I disrespected you, if I, you feel like I gave you the, the snuff, I dearly and truly apologize. That's not my MO. That's not who I am. There's no excuse. And I personally, as a man, give you an apology. That's nice. Well, thank you. I actually, I, now I feel guilty. I, I, I figured you just didn't recognize me. I didn't think you were, but you were just walking by. You were kind of looking at your phone and you said hello. I figured you just didn't recognize me. And J- it's understandable. Jimmy's making light of it. Let me tell you, Tyron, I'm going to let it go. But he said that, he said that he was saying hello to you. And you were looking at your phone and you gave him the old, and you gave him like a, and then you looked right past him. But I'm not, I'm not making you feel guilty, champ, because no. you got other things you have to worry things about. things on your mind. You don't just... let the, don't think about this when you're walking out to fight Darren Till. <laughs> <laughs> Don't picture my sad grown man face. <laughs> well, well, we're here now. Yes, we are. We're um, here now, and you got the apology that you deserve. Thank you, Tyron. What's the um, you know, Tyron, it's funny. We just interviewed Darren Till, and, and there's this mm. this myth that he is so much bigger bigger than you. Uh, but literally, you guys are almost the same height. He's got three inches, same uh, leg reach, uh, same arm length. Like, why is there this myth that he's so much uh, more of a giant over you? I don't know, but I did some come from the weight room looking depleted and defeated, and his shirt barely had a lick of sweat on it. So um, maybe they should focus a little bit more on that and um, the height. Um, then if you have height and you don't know how to use it, then it plays zero part. You know, I'm always a shorter guy. When was I the taller guy? Right. Like when does this become a new narrative? When the boy was taller than me. Um, Continent was taller than me. Baldwin was taller than me. Yeah. The only person, my last guy that was my height, Jay Heron was the same height. Then Kim was the same height. The last time I fought somebody was Gaston, who might have been one inch taller than me, and Kasha, who's the same height. Outside of that, every single Jordanian, everybody was taller. Than me. Now, Champ, you're living the Champ life. You're 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 busy. You got a lot of opportunities. Like I, I, like I, you're acting. You're doing all these other things. Are what? How? What kind of priority? It's not. That's a dumb question. That, that, that the priority. But Darren, you got a hungry Darren Till that's just worried about one thing, concentrating on one thing. Uh, do you think you got too many uh, uh, food on your plate, or too many plates in the kitchen, whatever the fuck that's? Too much on your plate. Too man. much on your plate <laughs> is what I was going to say. So, so basically we're saying that this young kid who doesn't even care about his kids in Brazil oh, is seven months old in his tummy. He's just hungry, bitter, ready to fight. I'm Hollywood. I'm doing TV, movie, acting, podcast, music. I'm living the life. I'm not focused and he's focused. So you admit it. Yeah, I'm only kidding. <laughs> no, no. I like that narrative, though, because when I was at that Saturday, it's going to make all that. 
because of dust. But I like that. I like that because that's the picture I think that's being painted. But if someone has been, if someone is in my camp and they're taking a look inside of my camp and they see what I do, yeah. the difference between me and every other fighter who's had, uh, you know, some entertainment aspirations is that fighting is my priority. If I'm not fighting and I'm injured, why would I sit on my ass? That's true. Why would I sit there and not make money? Right. That's right. Why wouldn't I pursue writing a book or, you know, doing a, doing an album or, or doing a movie or doing a podcast or working more on television? That's good. That's just good usage of time. The second a fight is announced and I got a, a, a target, I got a person to want to take what's mine, everything else goes to the background. And, you know, I know that's the narrative. I know that's what people want to say. But I just let it ride. You know, I let, I let people think I'm just this athletic fighter. And I'm not, you know, one that is cerebral, one that breaks down this fight. I let people think that I just got the one right hand. And if I don't get that, then I can't win a fight. I like that because it, it puts me in a position where when they see different, they're not ready for it. I let them believe those things because, you know, when, when you get in the octagon with me, it's a lot different. Everybody that's fought me that has the Rubik's Cube figured out, they can all tell you right now, it was different when I was in there. Well, you know, I, Darren Till did say this. He said you're an intelligent fighter. And, and I think your intelligence and your patience, I think your patience in the cage is very, very underrated. You don't seem like you're going to rush for anybody. You don't care what the fans want in that moment. You are a very, very patient fighter. And you seem to be very comfortable waiting for an opportunity, especially when you have to close distance, which is why I think you've always managed to... Uh, to have that moment where you like twice you put Wonder Boy down, I think your your patience is very underrated. Well, I appreciate that because you know sometimes fans just want to see you punch me, that sucked. I punch you, that sucked. I'm bleeding, you bleeding. I cut you, you look like you're about to go see Jesus. Oh, you woke up now. I'm about to go see. Jesus. That's what fans want to see now. And the thing that I saw about him is. I thought he was going to rush Wonder Boy. I thought he was going to blitz him. I thought he was going to be all over him. And he was patient. I'm like, hmm, he's a little bit more cerebral than we give him credit for. He's not just his one, two, hard left, hard elbow, kick to the head. He's not just that fighter. He's a smarter fighter than we give him credit for. So by him fighting Wonder Boy that way really showed me that he's a little bit more intelligent and his IQ and octagon is a little bit higher than we give him credit for. So that makes me think about the fight a little differently. You know what I mean? We might see some different things. He might come at me a different way. Some things he did at Wonder Boy that was successful, I know he's thinking he's going to be successful against me. So I'm prepared for that. But, and by, by the things against Wonder Boy, you know, because Wonder Boy is such a, a, a counterpuncher. And do you think kind of trying to make Wonder Boy go first, is that kind of what you're talking about? No, I mean, to be honest, it was a close fight. I mean, some people think Wonderboy won the fight. I thought he won. Uh, he found one moment where he snuck in the left hand. Um, he hit Wonderboy, and Wonderboy went down. Wonderboy was immediately recovered. Then Wonderboy went after him. So before that knockdown and after the knockdown, Wonderboy won every part of that round. I would argue that round was a 9-9 round, which we don't see a lot because, you know, our sports just don't know what's going on. But he didn't hurt Wonderboy to the point where the referee looked like he had to jump in and get involved and stop the fight. I did. I heard Wonderboy several times where it looked like the referee might have got involved. It looked like he was near close on a, a guillotine show finish. Um, and and I, I had to play the same game. You can't rush Wonderboy. He's never hardly a steel target. The only time I was able to hit him is when he took one second off the gas and he wasn't doing the side-to-side lateral motion blitzing forward, going side-to-side. 
he stopped one second. And those were my only moments where I could put hands on him. Or I had to punch with him. I had to weave through the punch. He did the same thing. And and, and that's why he, he was patient. And that's why, you know, I'm not always patient. Sometimes God show me a little, I feel a little bitch in the blood. They don't want it. And I go. And I knock him out. I get it done. You know what I mean? But I'm not going to force an opportunity because the crowd wanted me to see, they want to see me go when they want me to go. They don't see what I'm seeing. They don't see openings and winners of opportunity. They just want to see nonstop catastrophe at all costs. And um, they're looking for the wrong fighter if they want that. Look for a B-level fighter that doesn't have a belt. They just put on good fights for the fans, and then you get that every time. Well, your job is to win the fight. I mean, your job is to is to retain your your belt. And you know, against Maya, there was a lot of criticism, but it's like you know, you stuffed every takedown. I don't know if anybody's ever stuffed more takedowns in a fight than that. I mean, it, it was it was it was a masterclass on stuffing a takedown from you know one of the best jujitsu fighters in, in history. Yeah, and how do you punch somebody in the face when they're on your legs? Do I swing and bat at a head that's not, you know, in front of my face? It's on my knees. It's on my hips. It's on my ankle. And, um, you know, do I punch him in the face while he's there, or do I actually properly defend the shot and get him, get him the hell off my leg? Right. So yeah. I don't end up in a rear neck and choke like everybody else. Or I don't end up with him taking my back or, or locked on my grab or, or locked around my waist or in the half bar sweeping me or putting me in a position where now my ability to knock him out doesn't exist. Now, did, you know, it's, it's, some of it's common sense. Sorry, Ty. Did, uh, did Darren Till rise up? And I asked him this, too, because he's kind of risen through the ranks relatively quickly. Uh, you know, again, he's, uh, he's, he's British. He's a good talker. He's a good fighter. Uh, people enjoy watching him. Did he get this shot faster? Were you surprised that they gave him the shot over somebody else? I mean, I mean, when it comes down to the Donald's run, Donald's run is a great fighter with a big name. Um, never won a title. Been in the position one time. Um, went up to welterweight because, you know, lightweight, you know, he wasn't really, there was a lot of weight cutting, he wasn't really cracking it. He beat some good guys at, at welterweight. But when it came down to the guys that can, anybody who can throw hands, Donald Cerrone's going to have a problem with it. Anybody who knows that if you hit Donald Cerrone to his body, left side, he's, he, he really buckles a lot, they did well against him. So he put hands on him quick, smart to do so, because obviously, the striking is the you know the, the, the hand, you know the boxing aspect is the, the weakness of Don Cerrone. That's how he got his name. Really, to be honest, people wanted to see him a Wonder Boy fight because they both were great strikers. Yep. And it was a style matchup. It wasn't that he deserved it ranking wise. You know what I mean? Wonder Boy fought him because Wonder Boy is always going to rise to the occasion. I didn't think I didn't think very many both of us could be Wonder Boy. I mean, it was my toughest training camp. It's annoying. It's annoying to train for that type of style. And it's hard to bring it up. Guys. I spent a fortune. You don't want to know how much money I spent <laughs> just to, to prep, you know, to bring in Sage, to bring in uh, Raymond Davis, to bring in um, Avery and all these top-level world champions, sport karate fighters that I had competed against him, trained alongside him, and knew his style. I can explain that to me. I didn't want to have to do that. I did that twice. Please, I yeah. was happy to have it. You know that that chapter close. Yeah, ten rounds. I mean, you you know you went the distance twice too. I mean, those were those were yeah. not, there was no no stoppages. I mean, that was a lot of uh, a lot of time in the octagon with him. And are you off the subject too now? Have you done any more stand up? The last time we talked, you had you had done a little bit of stand up. Have you done some more? I did the Dime Bar and I did the Ha Ha Factory. I did those two. I had a couple chances to do you know a few other times, but once again, you know. 
I'm in training camp, man. Sure. You know, I gotta I gotta put everything back to the back to the wayside. So there's been four or five opportunities that I did not do, um, just because I wanna say professional and I think if people see me out doing stand up or they see me out doing these other things during training camp, it's kinda of like damn, it's a dude focus. And um, you know, I just I just decided to decline. So when I get done, you know, I had a blast doing it. I didn't know the dime. I didn't know the dime bar was like murder's row. I just went in there and had fun. People was laughing. So, you know, I guess me not knowing that that's where a lot of, you know, top comedians practice material. By me not knowing that, I just went in there and just did it. But you know, I had a ball. Yeah, it's nice to not know. Sometimes it takes the pressure off. Champ, I was going to ask you really quick before we let you go. Have you ever seen your buddy Dean Thomas's uh, improv? And if so, how is it? I've seen his improv. Actually, I went to the show they did. They did a show um, in um, in Florida. I actually got a chance to go watch the live show. Please be honest. He has real skills, you know. Yeah, he he's really been practicing not only improv but acting and just you know they call it inner monologue. Inner monologue is what you do with your face, how you pick up the cup, how you sit. It's hard to act without words. Yep. You know, Denzel Washington's a king at it. Salone's actually really good at it. You, I know people think, oh, it's just Salone. You just go, eh, look huge. No, but when you look at Salone, his inner monologue is phenomenal. It's very hard skill, um, skill to practice and skill to do. Dean does it really well. You know, I also looked at his, um, his sandbox, uh, short film. Very well. Very well placed. Very well put. So, yeah, uh, I was impressed. Do you know who else? It's funny you mentioned internal monologue. Do you know who else was really good at that? It was Philip Seymour Hoffman. 100%. Just watching it. It's an art that people don't recognize the art. It's hard to do without looking like you're trying to do it. It's hard to do without looking yeah. like you're going, make an angry face. It's hard to make it seem real, where it's just, it's, you're just being who you are on camera. Well, you got the detective that's touching the ear, touching the ear, he's looking over, pointing his, fixing his glasses, fixing his coat. Like, like sit down somewhere. Like, but you also don't want to have the egg on your face where you just sitting frozen. You don't know what the fuck to do. It's a happy medium that, you know, no director tells you, pick up the cup, take a couple sips of the coffee, breathe, move your shirt, pick up the newspaper, look on it, look uninterested, look over the top of the newspaper, go back to reading the newspaper, put it down. Like, nobody does that. I act on I act uninterested. I'm sorry. When Dean Thomas is doing his shit, I act uninterested. But I'm his buddy. I like to bring, I like to bring hey, his got, job. Hey, he got a tattoo with your name on it, man. You guys are you guys are in, indebted for life. It's true. It's true. All right, champ. Good man. luck. I have Tyron picked in this fight. Not that it matters, but I I do. Um, no disrespect to Darren Till, but I do think Tyron's going to win this fight. So, oh, very and retain the belt. Well, so, I appreciate it. Good luck, man. It's good talking to you, and uh, we can't wait to watch you fight, man. I, I'm really looking forward to this fight. Thanks, champ. All right. Thank you. All right, Tyron. Take care. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be uh, this Saturday, uh, uh, 228 in Dallas. Also, the co-main, uh, Nico Montano against, uh, or Montano against uh, uh, Valentina Shevchenko. I'll tell you right that now. That is a great fight. How many fights does uh, Montana have? And she's tough. I like her a lot. She's got seven fights and uh, 18. Okay. All right. And, you know, uh, Valentina is just such a... I like Nico. She was on here the other day. and She's, she's very lovely. She's a sweet girl, and she's, and she's tough. She comes from a really good camp. And, uh, but Valentina, man, 
Spanish, you badass. When do we do our picks? Should we do them today? What's today? I guess we have to. Oh, shoot. Oh, my God. We yeah. have to. I forgot. Yeah, man. All right. Uh, I'm taking, uh, uh, first of all, I'm picks. taking a, a, a Zabit Magomedovich ripoff against, uh, oh, there's a new car. I was just going to joke and say Yaya Rodriguez. I was taking him. Can you? I have not even seen the new car. If you could put that up. No, click on the... It's funny. Oh. Hi, Lou. Wait, are we starting with who? Who are we starting with? Oh, I thought this was the actual main card of everything. Uh, no, I want to see Zabit's fight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Up top right. Top right. It's... Okay, it's okay. It's against Brandon Davis. Uh, he's 9-4. and four. Wait, hold on. I got a problem with this. Why is he Killer B when there's already a Killer B? We got Ben Saunders as Killer B. That's a good question. All right. People could have the same nickname. Who knows? Yeah. Brandon, Killer B, I get it. Uh, hey, man, that's a, that's a tall order. Uh, Zabit is a stud. And I'll tell you, I don't know what happened to uh, Yair, but Zabit is basically saying, hey, dude, you might be – he's basically calling him a chicken, basically. Well, it seems like uh, Yair did not want to fight him. At least Zaire said that was not true when we interviewed him. Yeah. I'm going to take in this fight. I'm taking Zabit. Zabit by a second-round submission. I'm going to say... I've been pretty good with my picks. I'm going to say Zabit by a, a first-round uh, TKO. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's go... Wait, go to that first fight with uh, uh, Price. Yeah, Nico Price, of course. Nico Price, who took out our good friend... Um, I mean, that uh, was Randy. Recently. Randy Brown. Yeah, that was Randy a recent. When, when was that fight? That seemed like that was two and, and you know what's funny? Randy was just in seeing me recently, and he's like, man, is, is anything, like, just obvious that I need to work on? And what did you see? I'm like, dude, to be honest with you, man, I, that was, you were doing, he was doing all the right things. How, how did uh, Nico win that fight? He, by hammer fist from bottom. Which That's never, right. Oh, it was my a, God. And, yes, and by fucking, he, held him, was, he held him in place with his leg, right. I mean, obviously, hindsight's always twenty twenty. but Randy was doing everything right. You're right. Uh, tell me about his opponent right here. Could you get his, uh, his, his name in right uh, Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. Uh, well, let's look at him now. Let's look at his record. 9-1-0. Oh. <sighs> yeah, how about his last fight? What, what's Abdul's what was, last uh, fight? What was Abdul's last fight? That's the music when we yeah, go Yeah, that's look now. At um, he beat uh, Sabah Hamasai, and he beat... Uh, Beat him twice in a row. Uh, oh, that was the first one was uh, controversial or something, and right. I right, go wait, back. Wait, what little, is this? Hold on. I don't know what the fuck? I'm is that what at. that is? The last few fights. Mm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's. Uh, can you go back? All right. Uh, not to them. To them. All right, man. I listen. This Nico Price, man. He finds a way to win. Yes, he's he does. wacky. I like this Abdul, and I think he's tough. I think he's dangerous. Then Nico's a nut, and he's, and, and he's just a wild man, and uh, and I enjoy watching him fight. I thought Randy was doing a great job with him last fight, but he got and 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 Nico still found a way to win. I'm going to say Nico Price uh, second round submission. Hi Jimmy, yeah, you're on the fence. No, I'm not. I was What's thinking that. that. Want a hug? I can't. You know what? Yes. No, oh, oh, no, I was no. thinking a submission. I'm going to take him in a first round TKO. Ooh, who are you taking? Nico. Ooh, Nico, ooh, Nico. All right, off t- on to the next Let's one. Let's go to Jessica on Andrade to against uh, Karolina Kovalkiewicz. Hmm. Oh, look at them sneaking this fight on I there. Know, I oh, know. Oh, oh, oh. 
so much for my. What are their last fun. fights? Can we look at each of their last two fights? Well, Jessica Andrade is tough. She had she a she had a good fight with. Uh, I think she fought Claudia. She uh, beat uh, Tish Torres. Um, her fight with Claudia, Claudia was Gidala, yeah. a close fight, though. Um, oh man, that's a good fight. And how about uh, uh, Carolina's last fights? And Carolina's very tough too, man. I like Carolina. Carolina. Ba -da 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 okay, yeah, Felice Herrick she beat, and also uh, uh, Jody Escobar. I'm man, going, and she wow, lost to Claudia, wow. and then of course to uh, Joanna. I'm going to take Jessica Andrade in this fight. I'm going to take Jessica Andrade by decision. Wow, it's wow. a very tough fight. But I'm going to take. That it one. is a very tough fight, but uh, oh, man, 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 this is a tough one. I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to do the same. I'm going to take Jessica Andrade by decision. Jimmy. Can you get to the other fights, please, Lou? Get to the other fights, please, Lou. We're going to go back and see. All right. Nope. Go to the co-main event, please. We already we already did the Zabit one, didn't we? Yep. Yes. All right. Uh, Shevchenko uh, over Montana. Montana, sorry. I'm going to take... <sighs> I can tell you right now, I'm going to take uh, Shevchenko in a first-round TKO. No, wow. no, again, no disrespect to Nico. I just think Valentina is too good, and she's fighting for a belt. I think Montana is tough, and that toughness is going to get her to the third round. And okay. I think that's when the bullet will strike. You might be right. Sorry. Like that. What I, did with that's, I love when you say the bullet Thanks. will strike. It's Thanks. awesome. I'm gonna, I'm, that's probably the last time I'm going to say it, Jimmy, because I think you're being condescending. No, I'm not. All right. I missed you, Jimmy. I missed you too, pal. Okay. Now Tyron uh, Woodley, of course, against Derek Jones. Wow. Man. I don't know why I'm having trouble with this one. I'm having trouble with this one. Here's what I'm taking. What? Tyron. Yes. Fourth round wow. TKO. Wow. Reason being, wow. they both, I think three out of four of uh, Till's last fights have been decision, and the same with Woodley. I could be incorrect. At least three in a row for Woodley. So these guys are both very comfortable going late in the fight. They're both very comfortable. Uh, they both have gas tanks that get them, you know, that make them effective late in the fight. And a couple of times, I want to say he got to Thompson twice in the fourth round, um, Woodley. Uh, and I just think that he is, again, he's a patient fighter. And I do think that Till's a, you know, a, a good enough fighter to keep him at bay for a little while, but eventually he's going to get through. Third or fourth round, I'm going to have to pick one because nobody wants to hear TKO third or fourth round. So I'm going to go fourth round, TKO, Tyron. Ah, uh, man, oh, man, oh, man. It's hard for me to pick against Tyron because he's such a stud. But, uh... <sighs> Till couldn't hit him on the left. I mean, you know, obviously. This Tyron Till is just... He's a beast, and he's so damn focused... I'm gonna. I liked. I Why like that? to keep it spicy. Okay, buddy. Oh, by the way, I bought some spicy quinoa burgers that I'm looking forward to tearing into later. I'd love me. to hear about it. <laughs> 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 uh, listen, I'm I, only because not only because I, I, I man, I really, I, I, I'm really split with this one. I just don't want to do a Chris the producer and say I think they both could win. But they both could of win. Of course they could. I'm going to say it's time that uh, it's Darren Till's time. I think this kid is undefeated for a reason. And I think uh, I think this. Tyron is not lost by a TKO in six years. And he is not going to be submitted by Darren Till. 
And the decisions, he has not even lost. Rory was his last loss, and that's four years ago by decision. When's the last time Darren Till lost to He's not lost. I'm not splitting hairs. Okay. I like to get spicy for the audience. Sure do. I'm going with (laughs) Darren Till, and I think he's going to find a home for something in that third round, TKO. I know. It's crazy. I know it's crazy. Not crazy. I, no, it's the first one's not crazy. What no. the fuck am I saying? It's crazy. For I mean, it's hard. The guy's nickname's the fucking gorilla. He's a devastating left. He's a big dude, he's man. A, not that much bigger than Tyron, though. No, he's, he's three powerful. Inches. Powerful. He's long arms. And Tyron's powerful too. I'm excited about. This. I am too. And I, I feel there will be a new champion. Okay. Tyron, uh, it's all business. Don't get mad at me. Hey, even though Tyron. You did give my buddy the hi hat. He gave me a very nice apology, which I don't even feel like I deserved. Did. I just think he didn't recognize. I me. think it wasn't very. I think he's a genuine guy, but I just think he said, "All right, let me just get away. Let me just apologize so this guy doesn't just be a little bitch." Not. You're not right. Call, I'm not call, he's Jimmy, correct. 100. Not calling you. Dude, a bitch, I Jimmy. agree with your assessment, and I think I handled Jimmy, it nicely. He didn't. Even why are you looking at Don't fuck. Fuck, man. I was gonna say you smacked me. But I did smack him. So what? I just didn't think my dick would make that loud of a sound. <laughs> <laughs> you like that, Lou? Yeah, Lou. All right, Lou. Lou, what? What? Lou. It, it, it looks like we did under an hour, but that's no, we not didn't. right. Oh, okay. It's over an hour. I got so excited when I saw the big clock back up there. I go, all right, we're fixing some fucking problems. And then he just forgot to press start. But let's bygones be bygone. I'm fat. 2.28 this Saturday. I can't wait. 10 p.m. I'm, I'm going to be there. I know. Aljo Sterling. I'll be I in his corner. Not. Good luck to Aljo, of course. It's so much fun. Me and Longo. Um, wave, could you wave at me in the middle of the fight? Could you wave and mouth hi, Jim, in the middle of the fight? Jimmy. I don't call you Jimmy. 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 Call me Jimmy. I'm going to go, hi, Jimmy. Thanks. But right now, guess what? What? Do you have any plugs? Uh, yeah. Chip, uh, Chipperson <laughs> Podcast is sold out in Boston, the 15th in Long Island. Matt will be there. There may be some tickets available. And then if you want to see me, I'm going to be in uh, Annapolis, Maryland. I'm going to be in Seattle, Washington. I'm going to be in San Antonio, Texas. I'm going to be somewhere else in Texas. And I am also going to be here in New York City over the next couple of months. JimNorton.com for your tickets. If you want to see me, I'll be at SarahBJJ.com in Long Island. <laughs> Teach it off my arm locks and some escapes from Crossside and having a good time and having a laugh. Jimmy, I had so much fun, man. Let's walk out of here together. Good seeing you, pal. I'm glad you're okay. Thank you, Jimmy. Bye, guys. Bye. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.